0: This is the Kibasa King Sports Extravaganza. Hey, 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 yakshamash. Club to you too, over there. You know,
1: really, I love your style. I love the way you edit things together. Well, thanks for noticing. It's a
0: real pain. Welcome to the show, Christian Leitner. Yeah, I'm proud of my heritage, and my mother used to make a lot of delicious meals. Capoostra, clunky, fruity, all that good stuff.
1: I put sour cream on everything. (laughs)
0: A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, back, Shamash, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. This is Jake Kokorowski. We got the Polish rifle Scott Wisniewski here. Happy Thursday evening. Big show lined up. Uh, lots going on even as we speak. Uh, Wisconsin's is taking on Chicago State uh, at the half. Badgers are up 32-24. Uh, we have obviously NFL going on right now with their Thursday night and the color rush schemes. I, I actually kind of like the, well, how the saints look uh, with their color rush uh, jerseys. We'll talk about the green Bay Packers in just a little bit too. Uh, and lots going on to uh badger basketball. We'll talk some badger football coming up and uh, you know, and also just uh, we'll I'll announce when we're going to have our uh, next book signing for walk on this way, uh, which uh, I'll tell you guys, um, uh, probably at the bottom of the hour, uh, but another big signing in the Milwaukee area, the first of hopefully two coming up, uh, and uh, excited to talk about that. But first, Scotty, happy Thursday my good man, the Polish rifle. What – Yeah, let's, let's, should we talk about the Packers and get this out of the way first? I mean, they're traveling to Washington uh, and, and taking on Josh Norman, Kirk Cousins, and, 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 and you know, the Washington team out yeah. there. It, what – I mean – Here's the thing. Like I, it was a long day on me for me on Sunday. I was doing some honey do list. I was doing, gosh, uh, you know, I was trying to clean up, uh, do chores. I missed most of that because I was covering the game, the Badgers game on Saturday, uh, along with doing a book signing too. So, what exactly happened? Where I, I turn on the game and I see the score, and then I turn it right back off and start doing chores again. You know, I, I caught the last part of the game. You know, I caught. You know, maybe like the last couple it, quarters. Just what's what's going on with this team?
1: It, it's, okay, so while I don't know that this team was a Super Bowl team, we talked about it in preseason. I thought they were a Super Bowl contender. Their talent is better than the way they've played. If you go back to the Indianapolis game, and they really got hammered that game too, and the Dallas game and all this other stuff. I really believe that it's time for a change at, at head coach. now. I listen. I get it. Like there's people at home that are gonna get me. Go. He, he doesn't throw the ball. He doesn't tackle. He's not the one who's hurt. I get all of that. But in my experience, in the years and years and years of seeing things like this happen, teams. I, I don't like to ever use the word quit because I don't think these guys are quitting. These guys are not following the message that's being laid there by Mike McCarthy. Now I told you that I could see a scenario where Mike McCarthy gets fired or gets let go, ends up somewhere else, and has a great continuation of his career, much like Andy Reid did, okay? But there's something that's just not connecting. When you're this bad... Listen, the Packers, even with the injuries they had on Sunday, are not 25 points worse than the Tennessee Titans. Do you, would you agree with that?
0: Right. I agree
1: with that. Right. And, and they're not... 15, 16 points worse than the Indianapolis Colts, for crying out loud. So there's clearly something that's just not meshing. And, and usually those things start on one of two levels. It's usually a divide between a coach and his star player or players. In this case, if you believe Mike Florio, Rodgers and, and and Mike McCarthy don't get along. Now, I do believe some of that is true. I don't believe it's to the point into the extreme that Florio, because Florio's kind of a, I don't know he, I don't know the best way to describe him. He, he'd be a great wrestling announcer, you know. I think he he, he exaggerates things a little. Bit. None, nonetheless, they clearly aren't on the same page as they used to be. Because I remember when I covered the team, they seemed to have a great relationship. Not best friends. They weren't hanging out at each other's house, but that that's deteriorated. And we saw a little bit of that. Uh, Two years ago when they lost in the NFC title game, we saw that last year in the second half of the season, a lot of uh, more demonstrative outpourings of emotion by Rodgers directed towards his coach when the play clock would run out or some other thing. So they're clearly not in sync. Um, they're so out of sync that Ted Thompson did something he rarely ever does and signed a free agent in the middle of the season and Christine Michael because they're desperate for a way to run the ball to balance that offense out. Um, they've had the injuries, Clay Matthews obviously the secondary beat up. I, I understand losing. I could I could have stomached the close loss. Heck, they came out and and gave Atlanta everything they could you know they wanted, and uh, played well with being shorthanded. And then two weeks in a row, just just get absolutely embarrassed, embarrassed by teams that are inferior that are going to struggle themselves to make the playoffs, and and yet they look bad. I could have handled the three-point loss in Tennessee if the team had played well, um, but they just didn't get the the conversions because they were short of players or whatever. But that's uncalled for. It's not just Packer elitist, like, oh, well, we we expect more. Uh, I think any team. I don't care if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you got beat by 23 points, you should be embarrassed. You should consider that a disappointment. The Packers um, right now are not a playoff team. I can't see a road that gets them into the playoffs. I, I could turn around and change my mind if they win the next two road games against Washington and Philly because, Jake, honestly, they have to. Uh, yeah, you can make a case that 8-8 eight eight could win this division because Minnesota's falling apart, but I think Detroit will get to nine wins if that happens. So I think nine wins still needs to win this division. That means they got to go – Uh, five and two. Do they look like a team that can go five and
0: two right now? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that this team just based off of this grant, we've seen swings turn around and we've seen them catch fire in 2010. We've seen them, uh, you know, a team like if they can get started on things, they can, you know, if they can get some momentum, they're nearly unstoppable on that offensive side of the ball. Uh, I but mean, we've, I been think saying the- that, we've
1: been saying that since week seven of last year. Like, we've been kind of all, I mean, in one way or another, either directly or dancing around, like, oh, yeah, they'll catch fire. We know they can. It's been, not, it's been more than a season full of games now. It's been 19 games in a regular season that we've been waiting for that, that switch to get flipped, for them to just turn it on and be the team we thought they were or that they've been in the past. And it ha- at some point, we we have to stop banging our heads against the wall, thinking the wall's going to fall down. At some point, the reality, trends become reality at some point. The trend is that offense isn't the offense we thought. The defense isn't the defense we saw in the first six weeks of this season. And uh, do I still think they have a talent? Absolutely. But now they've got some injuries on the offensive line, which is a whole nother dynamic of of. Of worry that we didn't we weren't even dealing with before the Tennessee game, but <coughs> excuse me, but you know you, you have to worry about this team and, and I say you got to go five and two to make the playoffs. That including the fact that they're not going to beat Seattle and Green Bay, so that means they got to go five and one. That means they have to in this combination: Washington, Philadelphia, uh, Houston. And the three divisional teams, Chicago, Minnesota. They got to win five of those games, Jake. Okay, four of them on the road. They got to win those games. I, I don't. I, I, they're one and three on the road. So that means they'd have to win. Let's say they go three and one on the road, and you know two and one at home, or whatever the numbers end up being, with the loss being the Seattle. I. They don't look like a team that can win three road games.
0: They, and, and
1: the only win on the road was Jacksonville, and let's be honest, they got all played in that game. So they haven't looked great at home either, being completely annihilated by both Dallas and then uh, later on Indianapolis. So there's cause for concern. Now, I'm not going to guarantee that if they're 6-10 and 10 or 7-9, and nine, Mike McCarthy's going to get fired, but He should. If this team goes six and ten with a quarterback on the opposite end of thirty and that window closing ever so slightly and the Packers aren't doing everything they can to take advantage of that window and that quarterback and some of the other players around there, then a change has to be made, right? And it's not about calling for a guy's job. It's not like you know, the meathead schlocky sports radio guy, yeah, fire everybody that's not what this is about. It's about being realistic. There's a small window of opportunity for this team, and it's about to slam shut. You can't let that happen without making some sort of change, be it at GM or be it at coach or be it somewhere that's going to be significant to turn this team's fortunes around for next season. So, people need to understand that it's not about you know us wanting somebody to be unemployed. It's about this organization and their their vision and focus for the future when things seem to be on a down slope and it looks like it's not getting much better.
0: All right, we're back on everybody. Sorry about that. Of course, technical difficulties with technology. But uh, what? I mean, what did you hear anything I said, Scotty?
1: No, actually, I didn't. I um,
0: <laughs> my part,
1: and then it was dead silent. Then I thought my phone died, so I called back in. So I'm back
0: in. All right, now uh, getting back to what I was saying and what you're saying. Um, you know, right now this division, you know, they face a Washington squad. 408 yards per game about that's fourth in the league. The defense you're looking at the simple fact that uh they are 23rd in the in that they give up 26 yards per uh, 26 points per game on that on that front which is a lot and that offense can't bail them out uh like in years past. I mean I still think with this division the way it is uh, with Minnesota having their flaws especially with that offensive line you have the simple fact that the lions are are still good i mean they they may look like the most impressive i mean the most uh, or the, the representative that could make it out of the nfc north uh mm-hmm. you know with the division title uh, if, if that's not outlandish i think they're the, probably the most hyped right now uh if you know to to make a splash there but the packers i mean they are the most disappointing team in the league in my opinion right now we're mm-hmm. all the super bowl aspirations and supposedly the easiest schedule in the league uh now four and five, and obviously things change. That's why they play the game in the NFL. Winning an NFL game is hard, and some fans don't right. realize that the level of competition is huge. I mean, it, it's you know they talk about parity. Uh, yeah, the Cleveland Browns may not have a win right now, but you no they, no you didn't expect anything of them. I think right. Packers and the
1: Panthers, uh, Carolina and Green Bay, are the two most disappointing teams when you consider what the expectations were. But but okay, so let's use your argument. Let's say eight and eight. And let's say they win the division and make the playoffs. What, what all that does is is mask the the problem. Because let's say they do that, they're eight and eight, they're in the playoffs. Who are they going to beat? Are they beating Washington? We'll find out. We'll find out if they're are they able to beat Philly? Are they able to beat Dallas? We saw that they couldn't at home. Are they able to beat uh, Atlanta? They they didn't beat Atlanta in Atlanta. Are they able Belly to beat Seattle? Battle, but... Sure, yeah. but my point is, if this, the way they're structured right now, if they get to eight and eight, if they if they go four and three down the stretch and get in and win it at eight and eight, do you feel are they a Super Bowl team? What, what and what does it make right. them? And what does it juxtapose them against the rest of the, the conference going in the next? Like, what does it matter if they do that? I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, players, you gotta get in. You gotta. Get, I, I get it, and you gotta get hot. And all those other cliches, but are they that team that can do that this year? I mean, from what you've seen through nine games,
0: no, right? No, not right so, now. So they'll have to, they'll have to prove, okay. prove themselves to themselves that they can do it, and they, you know, they don't need to honestly, they don't need to prove anything to the fans. You know, let's just make that clear. They may have their paychecks, and they have to may have their, you know, uh, <laughs> they have to I, make I, they prove to themselves. You know. so, but they should be wanting to do They should have wanted to take
1: the bad taste they had in their mouth after losing to Indianapolis and prove it to themselves in Tennessee. Like, I mean, they, they can always self-motivate. And, yes, they should hold themselves accountable and not care about the fans and the media. I agree with that. But they're not doing that. So, and in some ways, if you're looking at, you know, if you want change, if you think this team, as it's constructed, is not a Super Bowl team, so even an eight and eight playoff berth isn't enough to make you believe it. Right. Then shouldn't you, shouldn't you want them to bottom out so they make the changes that that you might if you're on that side of the fence that you
0: think are necessary for them to get better? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm never in. I'm, I never believe in in just having them lose out or having that. Like you know, not. Just to make a change. I mean,
1: no, no. I want
0: them to play hard. But I'm saying yeah. if they play hard,
1: and they're still a seven win team, and that's the best effort they could get give to get there. No, I'm not. I don't want them to lay down and die because then I don't want any of these these guys on the team next year because they prove that they're not professionals. I'm not saying lay down and die, but if this team is if they're top if their ceilings eight and eight, do you really want them to make the playoffs and be a perennial 8-and-8 eight eight team with a quarterback that's not getting any younger?
0: Right. No, I know what you mean. I, I do know what you mean on that. So, it's. I mean, it. there are going to be a lot of questions that are be coming up, and, you know, these, these next seven games are going to answer a lot. Or could – I mean, well, if they win, it will answer a lot. If they lose, well, there will be a lot more coming up, Uh, and, and we'll see uh, what comes of it, you know. the last, it, And like I said, I like Mike McCarthy as a coach, and he's done wonders. Uh, You know, brought a Super Bowl to Green Bay again, uh, like Holmgren, like Lombardi. But I'm, you know, but yeah. The
1: voice could be getting stale. That's all I'm saying. And again, people have to understand what I'm saying. I think Mike McCarthy can coach and should continue to coach and should get another head coaching job. None of this means that I think that he's been an abstract failure since he became the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. It just means that maybe his time is up here. That's that's all it means. It doesn't mean it's not an indictment on his career. It's an indictment is of to where he is right now with this team at this time. That's what it, that that's the concern I have. And if he writes the shit now on the flip side, if they come out inspired and they win six of seven or even five of seven and they look like a different team, then maybe the narrative changes because maybe it's like, hey, Mike McCarthy rallied the troop. They rallied around him. They, they heard the, the, the rumblings and the writings on the wall, and they wanted this guy to lead them. So I, I full well say that seven weeks from now, I could, be, I could be spouting a different song. And I reserve the right to do that because it will be based on the performance of, of the team and what I see going forward. But what I see right now, the season ended today. Mike McCarthy would need to be replaced.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, needless to say it's going to be a very entertaining. I think it'll be entertaining uh, to see what comes of this, and uh, obviously they start in Washington, so um, we'll save our let's yeah let's save our game predictions for uh, for later on before we uh, wrap it up here. What? Any other games in the NFL that really pop out to you this week?
1: Um, hmm. that's a great question. There's uh, there's a couple of duds out there. I mean, I I think Philly and C, uh, Seattle could be an interesting game. Seattle's starting to look like they're getting their swagger back. Um, so that one could be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see Arizona and Minnesota to see if Minnesota continues their free fall. <coughs> Excuse me. I um. Uh, you know the tonight's game's an interesting one even though it's a Thursday night game when those are usually stinkers but two teams kind of clinging I mean really must wins for both these teams a loss for either one of them especially a loss for Carolina and that pretty much puts a wrap on the season for them so tonight's game has some interest um hmm other than that Dallas Baltimore I think could be fun um I think Baltimore's defense is a little underrated. Uh, but, no, I mean, you know, the Sunday night game for the Packers, that's huge from a local standpoint. Um, and then there's some other games. You know, the, the bye weeks, Denver's off this week, uh, Atlanta's off this week. Um, so you have some teams that are missing. You know, you got uh, the Patriots going out to San Francisco, which looks like that's going to be a dog of a game. So... I even know Gronkowski's not playing for the Patriots. So, yeah, no, it's not like, that, not necessarily five star marquee matchups out there, but still some games to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, switching gears, let's switch some gears now to some college football, right? Uh, you know, obviously the Packers are struggling on the opposite spectrum. You have the Wisconsin Badgers number six in the nation right now, uh, according to the AP and college polls, number seven in the college football playoff rankings. Obviously that the latter ranking is the one that means the most, especially yep. coming up in the final two regular season games, Wisconsin travels to Purdue three and seven, one and six in conference play and head coachless uh, as Daryl Hazel was uh, fired earlier this year. And Jared <laughs> Parker is now five will be his five games in Purdue. It's their senior day. But they, uh, you know, here's some positive things for Purdue. They have a great passing attack. David Blau, uh, the sophomore quarterback, leads the Big Ten in passing yards per game. Purdue's passing attack leads the conference as well. However, they have the worst, uh, they have the worst rushing attack in the game in uh, in the conference, and also one of the worst in the nation. And on top of that, their defense gives up about 250 yards on the ground and after a Wisconsin team that racked up 363 yards against Illinois last Saturday in the 48 to 3 win you are looking at the fact that Wisconsin's offensive line which looks healthy by the way they do, they are out of the thursday report missing right tackled Jacob Maxwell but David Edwards has started the past few games and has looked solid you haven't heard much uh-huh. talk about his play so that, that converted tight end slash converted prep quarterback who is now up to about 290, 300 pounds, uh, has been playing very well on the edge there on the right side. Um, This team, that offensive line being healthy, and then a running back stable now with Corey Clement being the workhorse, Daria Gumbawale, former walk-on team captain, uh, being utilized out of uh, 11 personnel, three wide receivers looks, and making the most of it out of those draws and and stretch draws. And next thing you know, uh, Bradrick Shaw, the redshirt freshman, who – Really showing I think, a lot of patience uh, in, in allowing blocks to develop and, and having some explosive uh, runs and uh, exploding out into the second level, I, I mean this should be right I mean this, I mean there's no doubt I mean things, strange things can happen in this rivalry You've, you've seen that in 1998 with the boilermakers yeah. uh, racking up four hundred or you know however how many how amount yards. Uh, but still losing 31-24 to 24 because of Drew Brees throwing four interceptions, including a, a pick-six yeah, to Jamal Fletcher. And,
1: and that was a Purdue team that was good. So, now he, here's yeah. the thing. This is what you have to worry about, or, or not worry about. You should use to motivate yourself. I, maybe it's because I grew up as a, as a sports fan in the state of Wisconsin, and I'm in my mid to upper 40s right now. So, I've seen – I have a propensity to think that bad things are going to happen. And in this case, it's not losing to Purdue. When I'm saying bad things happening, I I could see a scenario where the Badgers win out here, and still finish fifth in the in the playoff pool and miss out because of a cluster of Big Ten teams. Because I feel that whoever loses the Michigan Ohio State game isn't going to drop below Wisconsin, and I see Wisconsin doing everything they need to do, including beating Penn State in a in a in a. Big Ten championship game, and still get missing out on the playoffs. I still see that. I still feel that that could be a possibility. If I'm the Badgers, and I don't want that scenario to happen, you can't sleep, you can't get trapped by Purdue and Minnesota. You can't. You just got to go take care of business and hope the other things take care of themselves. Houston's losing today. Um, or I'm sorry, Houston's beating uh, Louisville today. Louisville's losing. I think Washington's going to lose another game. I think I could see a scenario within two weeks where the Badgers are fifth leading up to that Ohio State-Michigan game, and then who knows what happens beyond that. So I think the Badgers, if they win out, I think there's a 60% chance they're in the college playoff uh, Final Four and a 40% chance that they still get narrowly edged out by their Big Ten rivals. That being said, they just got to go take care of business. And Purdue's one of those take-care-of-business games. Just go out and take care of business. Win. Minnesota, a little bit more of a challenge, but you're playing at Camp Randall. Take care of the next two games and then see where the chips fall going into what would be the Big Ten title game, who you're playing, because it, it, be it would be in the best interest of the Badgers to play a Michigan or an Ohio State in that game because then they can directly impact knocking them out of the top four and, and claiming one of those spots. Yeah, but they can't I agree control that. That. They, they, that part they don't control. You know, But that's the thing that's worrisome is if, if it ends up being Penn State in that championship game, they can't actively impact knocking Ohio State or or Michigan out of that top four. So you want one of those teams if you're the Badgers. But for now, you can't put the cart in front of the horse. you got to beat Purdue. you got to beat Minnesota. You do that, and then we'll figure out where, where the dust settles leading up to that uh, championship
0: game. Absolutely. And you're looking right now with – the way this is looking, you know, and, and let's talk about Big Ten East, right? You're looking at the fact that Michigan right now uh, can, I mean, they still, after that loss to Iowa, control their own, de- I'm not, no, you can't say driver, they're in the driver's seat. I know people talk mm-hmm. a lot about you can't control your own destiny, but they are in their, the driver's seat, right? So uh, they went out. They head to Indianapolis as the Big Ten East representative. If they lose, which they very well could, especially with their with uh with their quarterback, might be uh you know with that with the, the injury possibly. You're looking at the fact that uh, Ohio State uh, at the end of the season. You are looking at the fact that Michigan could very well go one and one if that happens. And let's say Penn State wins out, which they have a very favorable schedule uh, yep. ahead of them in the final two games. Even if Ohio State wins out because of that loss earlier in the season to the Nittany Lions. Penn State will go to Indianapolis, and that's crazy. To right. uh, yeah, I right. mean, James Franklin, you have to – I mean, yeah, the, the, the renaissance the, – I mean, the fact that, you know, what he's done this year, him and Paul Christ are in the conversation for Big Ten Coaches of the Year. I think – Granny, this may be biased, but Christ with that schedule and this team playing, their two losses only being within 14 points uh, with the number – then number two and number three teams in the nation. Uh, I think he gets the nod, uh, but, you know, you have – you'd think Penn state would be a, obviously they're a top 10 team right now. They'd be near the top five. If that happens. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and Wisconsin has a ch- shot to knock off yet another ranked opponent. Uh, yeah. I, I do agree that it'd be best to have a Michigan or an Ohio state because due to the simple reason of one, them getting some revenge, if they d- would win to show the committee that they, even though they lost to those teams by a combined 14 points, that they can come back and, and, you know, snag a victory and, Uh, Even up the score there. Uh, But even if it's Penn State, uh, you've seen what they've done. I think because the committee, from what it sounds like, they're favorably, they're really trying to put an emphasis on conference championships. Maybe it is something where you have two Big Ten teams. Granted, it's not, I mean, if Wisconsin wins and they get, you know, they win the big 10 title and obviously we're looking far too ahead, <laughs> It's more probably, it's definitely a lot f- farther ahead than what Paul Christ wants his players to think about. Cause like you said, they oh. take care of business. Uh, and he's, he's praised the players for focusing in on their opponent each week. And you talk to the point. I, I, I mean, I had a chance to talk with Dakota Dixon this week, You had a chance to talk with Derek Tyndall. I mean, these guys are locked in. They know their opponents. They know what the tendencies to look for. Uh, and this team is focused in, which is, I think the most impressive part for a group that only has about, I think, if I'm not mistaken, about a dozen to 15 seniors on this squad, right? And this team is mature enough to know that they have to take care of their opponents each week. Uh, So with that, um, you know, but if if they say they do run the table and and they they do capture the big 10 championship, right. Uh, You know, they should be in the college football playoff, but I'm also thinking if Ohio state wins out, they'll be there. And then you have something along the lines of, uh, you have Alabama, you have probably oh, Ohio good. State, you have, you know, Clemson, if if they don't stumble out, Clemson should have really, I mean, if it's not for NC State and Dave Dorn screwing up that last minute field goal, which, Hey, it happens. It's college kickers. Well, uh, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, they've been, uh, maybe my point is they're susceptible to things uh, and they were last week, obviously. So, I mean, the door is open there where you have them and then Michigan and you have Uh, you know, Washington, there's, there's a lot. Uh, And you know, what's interesting too, is just seeing how, you know, like far in this, they won't impact it in my opinion, but LSU to see how far up they get into the college football playoff rankings because that could only help the Badgers resume saying, Oh yeah, this team's, you know, near our top 10 again. And, you know, Ed Orgeron has them playing really well uh, and, you know, was it held Alabama to only 10 points uh, and credit that to Dave Aranda's defense there playing very well, uh, but yeah. Well, and and I, we'll,
1: see how, how, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I think, again, if it's Wisconsin-Penn State, you've talked about um, Chris being coach of the year. I think if Penn State beats Wisconsin head-to-head, it's Franklin, obviously, if, right. if, if that happens. But, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm hoping for the best. These, but let's start by winning these next two games. I mean, that's what it comes out. By the way, I uh, had to uh, stand up and applaud the comments? Did you read the comments from uh, DeAndre Levy this uh, this week? Yeah, the dirtbag Paterno? Yep. Mhm. He's become like my new favorite ex-Badger. So anyway, um, I digress. But we we're talking about Penn State, and it jogged my mind. So, um, I expect the Badgers to win, uh, win handily, in uh, West Lafayette this this
0: uh, coming Saturday. Yeah, I think my prediction yeah. right now is. 42 to 10, I think is what I put my prediction. I just, I, I don't know if there's any stop in that running game against Purdue. Now it's going to be windy outside. So there might be the kicking game might have some problems. Uh, but so Wisconsin's going to have to take care of the ball uh, in terms of red zone efficiency and, and put the ball into the end zone. Uh, you know, that's just, I mean, they should do it every game. It's coach speak on that part, but they'll, you know, uh, with any windy conditions just take advantage of it. Um so we'll see how that affects the passing game, but yeah, I say forty-two ten. Uh, your your thoughts? Uh, or give a uh, you said handily, but got a got a point total there.
1: Yeah, you know I'll say thirty-eight to thirteen. Uh, Twenty-five points is a good But, By the way, Houston's up uh, with two minutes left in the first half, thirty-one to nothing. So maybe Bobby Tr- Patrina will have to steal some more plays from his opponent to try to get back in this game. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um... Uh, while we're doing predictions, Green Bay, Washington.
1: Um, I'm going to go Washington. Um, I'm going to say 31 to 20, uh, and it, it, I might not even be as close as the final score will indicate. I'll go 34.
0: Uh, tw- I'll go 34-21, uh, Washington on that end, uh, and see how that plays. now I like I said, don't have much faith right now and who knows this this could you know uh, we'll see what how much they you know christian michael uh you know how he handles it but how much reps he actually gets we'll see uh in this game but uh yeah it should be quite interesting to see how the rest of this <laughs> uh nfl regular season goes so uh anything else you want to touch base on real quick before we uh take it home here
1: well i i do want to say this um First of all, uh, just going real quickly back to that I mentioned, Bobby Petrino, aside from the fourth quarter in Lake Forest, uh, Louisville hasn't looked – I mean, they've had five out of the last six quarters where they've looked horrible, and somehow I just do not understand how they managed to score 34 unanswered in one quarter. Something just doesn't seem – something seems a foul there. But anyway, um, and then the other thing I wanted to, to just touch base on too is I saw, you know, over the last we haven't talked a whole lot of baseball since the Cubs won, but Craig Council extended through 2020, and you know what that says? Uh, what message that that gives for the Brewer, uh, for Brewer fans? What's that? They don't expect to contend for the next four years. So, anywho, <laughs> um, uh, other than that, no, I don't really have anything else.
0: Yeah, I think next week let's talk let's touch base on some bucks. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the Badgers and see how they're facing. It's Axe Week next week. Wisconsin and Minnesota we uh, will preview that game. That game could have some huge implications. And just for people that know, I mean, Nebraska, if Nebraska and Minnesota both lose this week, um, I think Minnesota has the greater chance against Northwestern. If you look at the fact that uh, Wisconsin would capture the Big Ten West title Yeah, good luck with
1: that, though. I I can't see Nebraska losing to Maryland. Yikes.
0: Right, I I suppose
1: anything's possible. But, uh, you know, again, the other thing, too, is we've talked about it, and obviously you know that if they went out, the Badgers, and talked about it, none of it matters. So, you know, I still think they're in – I love the, the, you know, in control of their own destiny. But when it comes to this, they are in control of their own destiny. The the Badgers are, um, you know, with tiebreakers over – Nebraska and and whatnot. So I, I I think that you know I think this is just the next step along those lines. You know, again, two losses. If they finish with two losses, nobody in the in the West is going to be able to to claim that that division. So, um, but yeah, and who does Nebraska? Nebraska has Iowa after this, right? So and Iowa has the upset yep. over uh, so. If Nebraska, if you need Nebraska to take a loss somewhere, that could be where that happens. But
0: if I'm not if mistaken, that's it, at yeah, it's at Iowa too. So um, yeah. definitely could definitely plausible.
1: Yeah, and Iowa's a team that that's been playing better since uh, you know obviously beating Michigan. Uh, that goes without saying. But um, you know they lost to Wisconsin. They played Wisconsin tough. Um, tough loss to to Penn State, but Penn State might be better than we think. But they've got a win against. Uh, uh, Minnesota and, and whatnot. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, anything can happen, but I think the Badgers finish uh seven and two in conference go and they, they're going to the title game. And it's just a matter of, will it be Michigan, Ohio state or Penn state? And I guess we'll find all that out. Uh, find all that out in a couple of weeks.
0: Yep. Uh, and also uh, in a couple of weeks, actually two weeks from today. Great segue right there. Uh for Joel and I's book, "Walk on This Way: The Ongoing Legacy of the Wisconsin Football Walk-on Tradition." Uh, thanks for those that have come out to Madison. By the way, we had a great signing, the two signings at the Mendota Gridiron Club last Thursday, uh, and uh, also the the signing on um, Saturday at the University Bookstore on State Street. We're coming to Milwaukee, everybody. Uh, really excited to come back to my hometown. Uh, it be a really fun homecoming, uh, and uh, we're going to be at the name of the game, Inside Mayfair Mall. That's Thursday, December 1st, 6 to 8 p.m. Really excited to see everyone. Hopefully you guys can check it out. Uh, purchase the book. It's, it, it's a great book. It's... Um, you know, great humbling experience for that, uh, and a lot of thanks goes to Scotty for you know, with our podcast that initially started off this media game, uh, and now it's uh, you know where we're at now in terms of the podcast, and also just me somehow writing a book uh, is still, uh, I'd say, just yeah, it still uh, hasn't hit me yet. So this, uh, yeah, name of the game, six to eight p.m. on the on the first of December. Hope you guys come out there. Hopefully, I can get some. Uh, some press out there in Milwaukee. we got some friends in in the media game there. So hopefully we'll see everyone there. Um, But, yeah, other than that, I don't have anything else. Uh, Make sure you guys check out our two other podcasts. Uh, Guarded Optimism is the basketball podcast for Bucky's fifth quarter now with Kurt Hoag and, uh, you know, one of the beat writers there for for Bucky's fifth quarter. Uh, Also, we have the Walk on Wisconsin podcast. Joel Nellis and I uh, will go through each week and uh, talk about, walk-ons that are contributing to the wisconsin badgers uh some player interviews this week we'll have ours up in just a little bit talking with bobby Adamoff, team captain on the 98 rose bowl team or 99 rose bowl team i should say and uh yeah and uh, a lot of fun there so uh on that note uh yeah you guys just have a good week uh, we will come back next week we talk packers Uh, we talk, uh, maybe, Sky. we do the, we do the podcast Tuesday since everyone's going to be busy, obviously, on Thanksgiving. Uh, we can also pub the show at, uh, down in South Milwaukee, the 12th annual, uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, so we'll have that. So
1: you're going to be down there, right? Oh, of course. I'll be down at Thanksgiving Eve. It's a tradition for me. Um. So yeah, Tuesday because Wednesday I have that. Thursday is Thanksgiving. Friday is Black Friday. So I would say we have to be Tuesday or Friday because the rest of the week's pretty much shot. And then of course your book signing. You talked about that two days before the Badgers play, and uh, what I'm predicting will be the Big Ten championship game because that game's on the third, right? The Big Ten title game.
0: Yep, so, it'll be the third. Yep, two days before that.
1: Yeah, so there you go. I mean, if there was any reason to get. You know, a little bit of extra rub to go out and get the book. It's, I know the heels on the eve of a, a Big Ten championship game. So there you go. It's
0: a couple big weeks coming up, man. Always, man. Yeah, always, always busy. And we'll see if I can actually get my – we'll talk more about next week. If I uh, There's a turkey bowl going on in my old high school with some of my old high school buddies. And I don't, they, they invited me out there. I just don't know if I'm able to – you know, I may have to ask uh, Daria Gumbawali how he does have quick first – Step to see if I can try to juke out some people, but my body ain't feeling it. I'll be honest with you. So, uh, but yeah, we're getting up for that. It's my my favorite time of the year, uh, just with the holidays. So, uh, with college football, and then too, with with the championship games and whatnot. So, we're really excited for for the end of the season. We'll see if the Packers can. Uh, jump up and regain momentum and, and continue their push uh, for the nfc north title we'll talk all about that next week guys and we'll talk some basketball too here on the Kilbasa king sports extravaganza of course brought to you by bucky's fifth quarter for the polish rifle scott wisniewski it's jay kokorowski dozel my friends Accordion Solo American Folker, played by Mr. John J. Kimball, Edison (laughs) Records.
1: That's the most important part. He really pushes the fact that it's a family show and he wants kids.